Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the secrets women keep. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and I am ecstatic to be walking alongside you and guiding you through the waters of your unbridled pleasure. Why didn't I call this episode The Secrets of Your Pleasure? Mm, mm, Feels a bit standard. Feels a little bit base. I wanted to elevate pleasure and make you really excited for this version of it that feels more edgy and more specific and personalized to you. That word unbridled is so full of charge. And so like, it feels like to me just ripping your clothes off and running naked into the sea and just knowing that there's a thrill of that cold water that's about to rush over you and that that is going to remind you that you are alive and that is going to help you to remember that that feeling of freshness is welcome every single day, not just once in a while. My standard for you in listening to this is to create a standard for yourself where you welcome in unbridled pleasure on an everyday basis, even if just for a moment. When it comes to pleasure, everything counts. And so many high achievers and smart women and switched on women forget this. They overcomplicate pleasure. They overcomplicate reward. They save it up for way too long. And then think that they're just miraculously going to be all on in pleasure when it finally comes. Pleasure doesn't work like that. It appreciates and values being micro-fed, giving, receiving some small doses and micro-dosed. <laughs> micro-dosed. Pleasure likes to be microdosed. It respects that. It appreciates it. And what it does is it accumulates and culminates into greater peak experiences of pleasure. We are ditching the all on, all off pleasure approach to life and saving it up and waiting for a milestone. We're not doing that anymore because it's keeping you locked and in contraction. And you're not just going to unleash into your unbridled pleasure at the drop of a hat when you've had no contact with it in your day-to-day experiences, in your work, in your leadership, and all the facets of your life. Unbridled pleasure, all those words together, just ultimate turn on. Now, full transparency, I needed to wait to record this episode. I have had this 
roving around my mind for, I would say, four months minimum before sitting down to record it. Why is that? It was incongruent of me to talk about unbridled pleasure when I was going through a phase in my life where it felt like pleasure was more challenging to come by. In the lead up to turning 40, I had a bit of a wobble. I was questioning everything for three months straight and just being put through the ringer when it comes to what I stand for, what my standards are, what this work is, where it's going, what's aligned for me, who am I, is this satisfying, what is success? It's just, and I'm moving my hands as I'm speaking all around the place, it's like ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. It was every angle, every facet, no stone left unturned, just going through the ringer and questioning, questioning, questioning. And it was just too grueling to sit in front of the mic and do that episode. And I knew that you would feel the incongruence. So I had to wait. And I want you to take something away from that. This wasn't about me not experiencing pleasure in the way that I wanted to or felt I was worthy of. So I'm never going to do this episode. I knew I would do it. I want that to be so crystal clear. I knew I would do it. I also trusted the timing of it. The fact that I'm sitting down today on a Venus day, which is a Friday, it's a day of love and pleasure and feeling really good and like touching yourself and like just everything like can be imbued with beauty and pleasure. I've purposefully chosen that and I'm choosing to do this after a peak pleasurable experience that I've had. And I'll speak into that in a moment. So I want you to hear that. If you're not feeling like you are in your unbridled pleasure, keep asking yourself the questions. One thing I am certain of is that the challenging times, the dark times, the questioning times, they are there to help us dig deep so that when we re-emerge and sometimes we even rebound, it can be quite a big, quick action. When we rebound from that, from those dark times, we are even more gumption and more conviction for what it is that we do and what we stand for and what we desire. So can you trust those dark times if you're not really all in your unbridled pleasure right now? Can you go through it without avoiding it and ask all the questions and get all the support you need so that you can more effectively and efficiently get to your pleasure. So the wobble, the wobble was interesting, (laughs) interesting. It was necessary. I'm realizing now that one of the big initiations I needed to go through was learning how to still move with speed because I like moving fast, but to do it in a more sustainable way. And over the last three months, I learned to rest. I really learned to rest. And that's still a work in progress. But anyone who's listening, who is go, 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 smart, switched on, 100 ideas a day, 1,000 ideas a day, (laughs) 
<laughs> um, has a lot of energy. Rest is an edge, right? Rest is a real edge. But I found a lot of pleasure in it and I started to read more again and I started to immerse myself in worlds that really do it for me. And I had a lot of, I received a lot of pleasure from doing that. I just needed to receive pleasure and I wasn't going to receive pleasure by constantly generating and not slowing down and immersing myself in these fantasy worlds that I'm so enamored by and intrigued with. A big learning edge there. It was more rest, more spaciousness, more trust, more trust. And that brought me so much pleasure, brought me so much pleasure. And it culminated in a peak experience, peak experience. Side note I want to do before I talk about the peak experience is I received a lot of support, a lot of friendship and a number of interventions to get through those three months that were just testing me to my limits, testing me in all the ways, a lot of support always. That is a non-negotiable for me. I don't do things I don't go it alone. That's a very old habit I left behind many years ago because I recognized how much longer I'd be stuck in the pain and the turmoil without the support, without the help. And I know that when I speak, I, and I feel heard. And when I speak to myself and I speak to others, that, that expedites the process so I can move on and get to the pleasure. It was grueling and I also had some peak orgasmic experiences in that time. It was almost like going to those dark places and really questioning and wonder where anything's going and what requires my attention and what I should be in, could be invested in energetically and just everything, work, personal, everything was under examination, but I had some peak releases, some peak orgasmic releases, and I really feel like they occurred because things were so challenging and dark and I was allowing myself to really dig into those um dig into finding those answers for myself. So that's a that's a pleasant surprise but also not a surprise in the same breath. One thing I notice about women at all levels is this tendency to be in that anxious avoidant patterning in life. And that keeps you at bay from your unbridled pleasure because you're neither here nor there. You're in the plateau. You're living in the kind of safe middle of, you know, of not really meeting new edges, going to new lengths and within your personal self. And this can hold you back from peak experiences. And sometimes in sadness, I find myself in a peak experience, a peak release, um, crying, laughing, climaxing, all of it. It can just, it is so welcome. So if you are not avoiding going there, um, for better or for worse, because women are equally scared of pleasure as they are of pain. 
listen to that one again. Women are equally scared of pleasure as they are of pain. They're equally intimidated. They're equally threatened by it. We are threatened by our birthright. How wild is that? Um, so if you are not going there and you're just living in this comfortable middle, if you feel like you're existing, you are missing out. You're probably going to have to go to the pain in order to feel the pleasure. So this peak experience, this unbridled pleasure I felt started to build and I could feel it coming. I could feel it because I was course correcting the small things in my life that needed attention or maybe didn't, I needed to just let go of and I needed to rest and just sit on my ass and, <laughs> and read something amazing or watch something really inspiring. And this peak experience, it came on my 40th birthday. It came at my 40th birthday party and that required a lot of orchestrating. So it wasn't like a, just a spontaneous, oh, wow, this happened. There was effort and intentionality behind it. I want you to hear that. It wasn't like a, and that unbridled pleasure can come through in a spontaneous, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. But this was a whole other level because there were edges involved. One of the edges was I handed over the reins to Ed to organize this party for me. Anyone listening who knows my work knows that I do this for my clients. I organize luxe one-to-one experiences for leaders that are full of surprise and delight. They are sensory. They're about getting into your body. They're about experiencing power and pleasure on performance enhancers in a way that is personalized to my client. I completely tune into what they need. So me handing over the reins (laughs) of the work and saying to Ed, yes, you can organize my party (laughs) was, um, was a moment of surrender, <laughs> reluctant surrender, but I did it. I did it. So I'm at a new edge there. Um, and he gave me a list of all the things, a questionnaire, which is what I do for my clients as well, a questionnaire of all the things I wanted. And I just let my mind, I abandoned my mind. I let my fantasy world go free and was like, oh, and I want these people to come and I want it to be these kind, this kind of environment and for us to do these things. And he worked incredibly hard at organizing that so that I could just show up. Really, <laughs> really edgy for me. Um, I did have a say, a bit of influence, but for the most part, I didn't know what was happening that night. I didn't know how it was all going to play out. And without giving any details, because that's not what this is about, it's not about you getting um, a complete tell-all. I want to maintain the sacredness of my birthday party experience with some of my, oh, with my oldest friends that I've known for almost 30 years um, and people that I've known for 10, 15 years it would, and shorter. It was just incredible to have these embodied experience, embodied sensory experiences with them and to include them in um, a taste of some of what I do, but for me to receive as well, because I'm often organizing them and not necessarily receiving um, in this kind of format myself. And that was 
an experience of unbridled pleasure. It was everything I desire in terms of um, the, the food we ate, the champagne that we drank. It was the finest champagne. It was delicious. The company, everyone was present. Everyone was there. Everyone was excited. Uh, it was just complete joy. We had beautiful views. We were in like a luck space. We came into our bodies in all different ways. It was just, um, we laughed. We, you know, we shared love. We shared how we knew each other. We shared memories. It was just ultimate unbridled pleasure. And I want more of that. And the foundation of that unbridled pleasure was connection, connection and intimacy. That part is potent. Of course, we can experience unbridled pleasure on our own, but we all work well off of a feedback loop between us and other people, like feeding that pleasure back and forth and enhancing it and potentiating it and encouraging it. And that's why clients work with me is so that they can have that soundboard for their pleasure, that mirror for their pleasure, that potentiator of their pleasure in ways that they haven't been able to access on their own. So it makes sense that that connection and intimacy for my birthday was what allowed that pleasure to really go into that terrain of being unbridled. Like there was just nothing holding it back there was no censoring, there was no inhibition, there was just pure warmth and love. And I am so immensely grateful for the experience. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that the reason why that night was so profound was because of the challenging times that were revealed to me or the initiation I needed to go through over those three months before my birthday. There were times where I wanted to pull the plug. I wanted to say to Eddie, it's not happening like, you know, it's it's not, I'm not going to do the birthday thing anymore. You can just, you can just can it. Why did I start going to that place? Because it's natural when you know, I want to normalize this, it's natural to have a wobble when you're acclimatizing to new levels of power and pleasure. It's normal. I was just having a classic old subconscious wobble in that my intuition knew that this was a new, I wasn't, I'm not going to say a new level in terms of like elevated and it, it was elevated, but I'm talking about new depths because that's what I'm here for. It was like new depths of connection and intimacy. And so I had classic old wobble of saying, it's not going to happen. Like I can't do it. It's too much. Like um, it's uh, just all the old excuses, too much. Don't you love that? Um, It's too much this. It's too much that. It's too like, it's asking too much of people. Oh God. It was just it definitely wasn't. It was just a ride, a sensory ride for all of us and something that we were reeling in in the days afterwards. So I want you to, I want you to know that's normal. 
entertain those thoughts, but don't take action on them. Don't like if you know unbridled pleasure is coming, if you know that you're about to have or you could have a peak experience, don't don't pull the plug. Have your little hissy fit, have your little wah-wah, have your little pity party, but don't pull the plug because you're never going to learn anything from pulling the plug. You're just going to affirm that you should stay put and stay small and that you're not worthy and boring, boring, very boring, very boring. So your unbridled pleasure, it is a learning edge. It is a learning edge on a daily basis. It is not, I'm going to save myself for a year and not experience anything and hope that it happens in a year when I go on this holiday or I have this celebration or I get this accolade. That is not the thing. You require unbridled pleasure on a daily basis and it belongs in your leadership. It belongs in your work. It belongs in your profession. And your mind might have an absolute field day with this, but I want you to know that the woman who knows her pleasure and the woman that has the audacity to insert pleasure into her work and her dealings with people, her communication, the way that she holds herself is incredibly powerful and it makes you unforgettable. And everyone wonders, what is her secret? What is that thing that she's tapped into that I just don't get? What is, like, what is that? Pleasure is not unprofessional. Pleasure is a natural, innate part of being human. And it comes from within you. You are not waiting anymore for something to give you pleasure and to spoon feed it into your mouth. That is not what pleasure is. Pleasure, and more specifically unbridled pleasure, lives inside of your body. Your body is the origin of it. Your spirit is the origin of it. And it emanates from the inside to the outside. You radiate it out, not you passively wait for it to come to you. You coax pleasure from within your body. You coax pleasure from within your life. Now, I'm delighted to share with you some of my favorite ways I access pleasure and some of the ways that contribute to those peak experiences of unbridled pleasure. These are things I do now so organically that were once unfamiliar, not in my repertoire, not, you know, not on my radar. So repetition is going to be your best ally when it comes to accessing pleasure. Repetition, 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 repetition. (laughs) I love dancing. So that's my first way. You know that if you've seen me online, I dance, I dance and dance and dance. I have danced in the lounge room, in front of the mirror my whole life. I cannot even remember when I didn't do it. For certain, I've had times without it, but for the most part, it's been a constant in my life that I come back to. It, I love the freedom of dance. And if you are not dancing, 
not dancing on your own, if like, or you tell me I don't dance, we have major issues. Dance is a mirror for life and vitality. It gets your blood flowing. You don't need any equipment. You only need a piece of music and a willingness to let your body go in the ways that it desires to let go. I am also a massive fan of water. Water is my other portal for pleasure. And I access water almost every day in some way, shape or form, whether it be bath, pool, ice bath, warm water, like all the beach, whatever it is. I try to be in water most days if I can't do it every day. And different temperatures of water, different bodies of water can meet different sensations or different feeling states and augment them appropriately. For example, I love ice bars. They are, they are a form of pleasure. They definitely weren't at first. They felt painful at first. And this is another key lesson. Ice bars feel painful until they feel pleasurable. And if you can move through that hurdle and stay the course and stay in them, you get to the high. Ice baths give me a high. That's why I keep doing them. And you start to, well, I start to crave going back into ice baths. And we're talking eight degrees here. I crave it because I know that there's a dopamine hit on the other side. And I know that there's a layer of anxiety that gets left behind in the cold water that, you know, maybe other forms of movement or mindset work weren't going to access. I know I've got to do it through my body. In fact, I'm doing one straight after this (laughs) and I can't wait. I can feel like I can feel the desire building. So if you can, water, all forms of water are good, but don't just limit yourself to warm. Really try and experience the juxtaposition of cold water and what it does for your mood and mental state. And as a, as a test of your mind, like how do you confront being so uncomfortable? That's what I like about ice baths is where it takes your mind to and how you show your, how your gumption and your tenacity is revealed through that. I love that mirror. And my final, my final piece of unbridled pleasure <laughs> that you can integrate into your life right now, listening to this episode, is to celebrate just because. Celebrate that you're alive. Celebrate that you five years ago wanted what you've got now. Celebrate that you got through some serious shit. Celebrate that it's Monday just because, like just because this hoarding of celebration until the final moment is a recipe for disappointment and deflation. Don't deflate. Celebrate on the regular. Celebrate with something that's meaningful to you. Celebrate with something that's beautiful to you and sensory. Celebrate doing something through your body that's a little bit out of the ordinary or everyday, just celebrate yourself. Celebrate that you are alive. You are alive. And celebrate the fact that you in 30 years is going to be sad and regretful that 
you were in this peak condition now or you were alive and thriving now and you didn't take advantage of that. You just kept looking to the next thing and the next thing. So your unbridled pleasure is here. It's not waiting for you at the end of the path. It's here and it's now and it is in you. So you need to do things through your body to feel it. You need to be connected with other people through your body, through your soul, through, you know, through your heart. Like none of this surface conversation, small talk, bullshit, deep, like loving, nurturing conversations that activate you, that encourage you to go to new depths, that ignite you and inspire you to be a renewed version of you, an embodied version of you, a powerful and pleasurable version of you. I have something for you. Mm -hmm. It is my power and pleasure playbook. I am going to put it in the links. You will be surprised and delighted. We are going on a journey in this power and pleasure playbook because more leaders, more pioneers, more trailblazers, more women in the public eye are yearning and hungry for the energetics, the feminine energetics. They're going to revolutionize their vision and their mission. This is what creates the concentric circles of impact that the old alpha ways would not allow us to. I know you are so ripe for this. This is freely available to you. I am excited that you are about to get a potent taste of the work that I do in private. Yes, now this is a turn on and this is what gives me unbridled pleasure is you getting a taste of what it is that I do and what it is that I know changes the fucking game and changes everything for you on a cellular level. Go ahead and claim it and enjoy, (laughs) relish finding out more and being in your power and pleasure.